Hello and welcome to Sacred Stories, a podcast by the Office for Christian Leadership, Vocation, and Retreats in Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Sacred Stories is hosted by Reverend Dustin Pickett, Elizabeth Montgomery, Megan Crowley, Rachel Bell, and myself, Mike Bennett. Join us every other week as a member of the UD community shares how their story intersects with a reading from a sacred text and encourages us to explore that same intersection in our own life. For this episode, we will be hearing from Corinne Woodruff, campus ministry graduate assistant who works in the student neighborhood and with retreats. Corinne graduated from UD in 2019 and has returned to UD for her master's in pastoral ministry after completing a year of service with Amate House in Chicago. Corinne is a kombucha brewer, 24-hour-a-day coffee drinker, and a lover of all things Dorothy Day. We are so excited to welcome Corinne to Sacred Stories this week. Welcome, Corinne, and take it away. Hello there. Like Megan Crowley said, My name is Corinne Woodruff, and I am one of the Campus Ministry graduate assistants. Today I'm going to be sharing with you a small portion of the story of Elijah. I am focusing on Elijah's flight from his fear of being persecuted. This comes from the New Standard Revised Version, 1 Kings, chapter 19, verses 3 through 13. Then he was afraid. He got up and fled for his life and came to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah. He left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a solitary broom tree. He asked that he might die. It is enough now, O Lord, Take away from me my life, for I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the broom tree and fell asleep. Suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Get up and eat. He looked, and there at his head was a cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. He ate and drank and lay down again. The angel of the Lord came a second time, touched him and said, Get up and eat, otherwise the journey will be too much for you. He got up and ate and drank, and then he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights to Oreb, the mount of God. At that place he came to a cave and spent the night there. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? He answered, I have been very zealous for the Lord, the God of hosts. For the Israelites have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they are seeking my life to take it away. The word of the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Now there is a great wind, 
so strong that it was splitting mountains and breaking rocks in pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of sheer silence. When Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Then there came a voice to him that said, What are you doing here, Elijah? When I was in high school, I went to listen to many different Catholic speakers, some while I was on retreats, other for single night events. They were often the main faith sharing or catechesis event for us. I would often sit and listen attentively to the speakers share the story of their lives, particularly fascinated by the moments of tragedy or hardship, which, ca- which caused them to encounter God more closely than they ever had before. They always grew from that moment and could neatly point to the different spots along the way where they felt lost, where their conversion was, where they turned around and so on and so forth. I had a fairly stable, regular relationship with my faith at this point in time, so I was often not able to relate to what they were saying. Nothing that dramatic had ever happened to me. I found myself wishing for my own moment, a moment where I could meet God and then share with others all of the profound grace that I had learned. Little did I know what God had in store for me. Two days into my senior year of high school, I was diagnosed with stage four metastatic cancer. Here was the moment I had heard others describe in their own ways. The crux, the turning point, rock bottom, etc. Something that was going to bring me to my knees and show me God in an entirely new way, but not only that, something that was going to help me love God in a new way except for the fact that that did not happen to me. I was so prepared to stand at the mouth of my cave to find God in the fire, in the earthquake, in the loud wind. Except for me, God was not there. I found myself realizing I was more unsure of where God was in my life than I ever had been before. I came to realize that all the places I thought I would encounter God, namely hardship, struggle, were not the places where I was able to listen to her. There were voices all around me telling me that I would or should be growing closer to God. That God didn't give us anything we can handle and everything happens for a reason. I desperately wanted to believe them. I desperately wanted to believe that one day I would be able to understand how this was playing a part in God's divine plan for the universe. I soon grew mad at myself for not being able to do so. I felt lost and scared, just like Elijah did on his flight, feeling like he couldn't go on, unsure of what to do. As the moments turned into days and days turned into months, I was still standing at the mouth of my cave, waiting for the Lord to pass by. Eventually, there was a moment. 
A moment where I had realized that I had encountered that small, sheer silence. I walked out of my cave. Mine is not a neat, tidy story, as they seldom are. It has required lots of small steps, reflection, and grace, including therapy, to be able to understand those moments in my journey. And to be able to sit with all of the moments that I am still unraveling. As I record this on the fifth anniversary of my remission, I am still discovering all of those sheer light silences where God was calling to me, beckoning me closer, ready to love me and tell me she was there. We find ourselves in a literal time of fires, loud winds, hurricanes, earthquakes, rampant white supremacy, and a virus which has brought most of the world to a screeching halt. It feels like now more than ever, we need a clear path to God. But how many of us are able to find that? The passage from Kings mentions these natural phenomena because they were traditionally associated with God in the scriptures. But God was not present in those moments to Elijah. What we think we know can be so easily flipped on its head, and then we just feel all the more lost. It would be really nice if the word of the Lord could just appear to us and let us know that the Lord would be passing by. Unfortunately, it doesn't always happen that way. However, God is still present and still ready to encounter us. The lesson here in Elijah for me reminds us that God moves in mysterious ways, but that God is still moving and that wherever you are on your journey, the Lord is passing by. As you go about the rest of your day, think about where you find yourself now. Where are you encountering God? When were you expecting to encounter God, but were unable to find him? Have you ever been surprised by God? And how are you listening to those small, sheer silences? Many blessings and grace to all of you. a prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and you will renew the face of the earth. Lord, by the light of the Holy Spirit, you have taught the hearts of your faithful. In the same spirit, help us to relish what is right and always rejoice in your consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. All right, Flyers, this is Rev D, and here are your upcoming opportunities for the month of September. Agape Latte will take place on September the 8th. Busy Persons Retreat begins on September 13th. And on September 14th, we celebrate the memorial of Marie Therese, Marianist founder. 
Prayers for the Heart will happen on September the 17th, and the New Beginnings Retreat takes place on September 18th through the 19th, and September 25th through the 27th. Again, these are your upcoming opportunities for the month of September. Thanks for listening to Sacred Stories, produced by Campus Ministry at the University of Dayton. Our theme music is by Scott Paplow, Campus Minister for Liturgical Music. We hope this and future episodes help inspire you to explore the sacred experiences and intersections with your own life journey. If there are ways we can support and accompany you in your journey of faith, please reach out to us. You can learn more about campus ministry on our website, udayton.edu ministry, our Instagram, which is at udcampusministry, and our Facebook. Check out our videos on our Campus Ministry YouTube channel and our upcoming events for undergraduate students on 1850. Peace and God bless. Thank you.